All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Remchuk. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. Back at 500 by December 11th, just like we all drew it up. Let's get into it with the lead. Liam, I said the whole time they were a seven game heater away from getting right back in this thing. Just as predicted. Just as predicted. The Oilers have won seven <clears throat> games in a row. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day, streaming live on the Oilers Nation YouTube and live from the Sports Closet Studio, sportscloset.ca, three locations in the Edmonton area. Get your holiday shopping done for the sports fan in your life. They're fully stocked. They got some nation gear too. So they got everything. I might go tonight. I got to do a little bit of Christmas shopping today. I, I will tell you. A couple phone calls. <laughs> Christmas is like 13 days away. Yep. I'm not done. I'm not done. My You're not done. I barely started. I we still sh- got to mail stuff back to England. Really? There's no way Santa gets there in time. No way. <laughs> yeah, you might have left that one a little yeah, bit Yeah, that might have been. I might have to go on the old Amazon and get a Prime account. You don't have a Prime account. That's, we're getting no. off topic already. Dakota, UK, Amazon, though. Anyways, uh, welcome into the show, everybody. Hope you all had a good weekend. We have a lot going on. On today's program, first, two Oilers games to recap. Yeah. Wins over Minnesota and New Jersey. We got an entire weekend recap for Greta. Alberta Blue Cross moment of the game. Short for giant question. Jeff Merrick. <clears throat> 32 thoughts in the wow. Jeff Merrick show is going to swing by at about 1230. So you can look forward to that at the halfway point of the show as well. And we have a Finning Cat YouTube chat that, pardon, pardon my language, is exceptionally horny. 
<laughs> Why? What happened? Jax is in and says he just drops in. I, first off, I've also Jax. Apologies if you watch every day. I don't think I've ever seen you comment on the show. So I've seen him once. I believe he's last week. He's new. He's, he's new, new to the comments. He just drops in. I want to get married. Any single female Oilers fans in here? Hey, whatever it takes. Online dating is acceptable in today's society. Matchmaker. Matchmaker. Maybe we'll be matching. If you find anyone, Tyler will officiate your wedding. Maybe that can be a charm uh, diamond segment. Oh my God. Find love for Jack. Find Jack. Despite not knowing how old he is or she, I guess Jack's could be a female name. Whatever you are, yeah. Yeah, We don't know anything about you, Jack, but. I mean, let us know. Send if us, I, if I can think married. of anyone, I'll send them your way, buddy. <laughs> if you're watching the show right now and you're looking to fall in love, send us a quick profile. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That might get out of hand really fast. I feel like we shouldn't take on that kind of liability. Just email Tyler. Uh, yeah, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely don't do that. We got an intern. That'll be the job. <laughs> anyways, back to the serious part of why I was going to the YouTube chat. It's to tell you that it's brought to you by Finning Cap. Wait for my ad read to load. <laughs> Improve productivity and efficiency with equipment you can rely on. Go to finning.com, check out their extensive inventory of new used rental equipment. They got it all. They got the right solution to meet your unique needs. Finning.com. You guys are fired up because the Oilers are back at 500 and it feels good. Sergeant Battle, the Oilers are not paper tigers. Ron is in. Oilers win number seven. Now at 503 points back, knocking on the playoff door. You're damn right they are. Ron Robert is in and just says, oh yeah, it does feel good. Dukes. Oil finning cat, more like winning cat. Nice. Hell yeah, I like that one too. We are going to talk about Paul Coffey in just a second as well. Um, but just seven in a row, Liam. I mean, we talked, remember, we had Gregor on the show. I I, I want to say it was three weeks ago. Yeah. And he, he highlighted this stretch. He said this was kind of going to define their season. Mm-hmm. There was a five or six day break for Coach Knobloch to really get his hands into this thing make the changes he wants to make because they didn't have a lot of practice time when he first took over. And look at the way they've come out. Three straight wins on home ice against some good teams. Carolina is a good hockey team. They got off to a slow start, but they were playing good hockey when they rolled in here. Minnesota, since the coaching change, good team. New Jersey came in on a three-game winning streak. And the Oilers won these games by a combined score of 14-5. to They're not just winning hockey games. They are controlling hockey games. They're dominating good teams. They are back to looking like a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. Yeah, definitely. I think when you look at that second period yesterday, too, against the Devils, there was no, the Devils had no opportunities to score until very late in that period. The Oilers controlled the game. Calvin Pickard was exceptional when called upon, but also the Oilers did a great job of not making him pick up the phone, right? Mm-hmm. Like he only had that, he made that big save in the third period. And other than that, just stopped some simple shots because the Oilers limited the Devils offense so well. And against Minnesota, a bit of a tighter game. I feel like that game was, was the way it was because of how heated it was just gradually getting and the frustration by the wild kind of let them into the game a little bit. But other than that too, like that small little spurt at the start of the second period, you always controlled that game. You you didn't even mention the fact that they beat the Vegas Golden Knights on this little streak as well, yeah. right? Like they are being some very, very good hockey teams right now. And now they have a great opportunity to make it eight in a row tomorrow when they play the Chicago Blackhawks who have Connor Bedard and pretty much nothing else. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it, like the chance of this thing extending and it's our Sherwood Ford giant question of the week or of the show, Liam. Give me a percent chance the Oilers finish off this homestand without losing. You got to go Chicago, Tampa, Florida. Ooh. Ooh. I'll say 
I'll say 70. 70% chance they win each of the next three games. I, mean, I was going to say 40. How can you stop them? That's a great point. They're playing great defense. They're they got scoring. Calvin Pickard in net looking good. Their power plays buzz in. Their penalty yeah. kills exceptional. Well, everything that could go right for this team is going right, which I guess almost would give you a better chance of something going wrong because not everything's going to go right all the time, right? Like, yeah. Everyone's just playing so well, but yeah, I truly believe they can win. They, they can beat Toronto, uh, Toronto uh, Chicago tomorrow and yes. Toronto whenever they play them. And then Tampa Bay, then Florida. I think they'll lose to Tampa Bay and to Florida. So I'll say that's how I think it'll go. But I, I would give them a 70% chance of winning all three. So if they're going to lose one, you think it's Tampa? Yeah, I just, just a Tampa. They Bay. play Tampa well. They do, but they also, they also played them really well last time, right? And then they lost to them. Yeah, but, but maybe, maybe that's the thing, right? Like they did the same thing to Carolina where they were great in the third period. Mm-hmm. And they did the same thing to Minnesota too, where they they remembered how bad they were against Minnesota and Pollock. Yeah. lost in that game and they played a complete 60. Like when was the last time they didn't play a good game? Like even through the seven game stretch, like every single game has been very, very good. You yeah, know, you um, can lose game, you can win games, but not be good. I feel yeah. like they've been good all seven games. Like I kind of said that Anaheim win didn't really impress me, even though it was eight two because there were a there was a soft goal mixed in there. They gave yeah. up a lot of chances, didn't come out of the gates well, and then just their offense took over and they got some breaks. But eight two is is still impressive in and of itself against Winnipeg. Like even when you needed the third period comeback, they were so good. They were so good through the first forty. They, they were just getting hella bucked, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, there really hasn't been a game. You're right over this eight game or seven game stretch that hasn't been impressive and I'm fully expecting them tomorrow to lay the boots to Chicago like that yeah. should be a blowout Who if so Chicago obviously don't have Corey Perry they don't have yeah. Taylor Hall no who's scoring Hunter Bedard that's it I mean more like, or less <laughs> I mean I that's what I was expecting I was just hoping you maybe like oh they've got this mm. random Slovakian guy that is now scoring goals for them uh, yeah, no, not really. So Connor Bedard is their leading scorer right now with 23 points in 27 games. He has 11 goals on the season. Jason Dickinson has nine. So there's that. Um, uh, over the last 10 games, only three Chicago Blackhawks have more than two or more goals. And one of them isn't Connor Bedard. It's huh. Philip Kurashev. Yeah, he's second on their team in points. Yeah, he has two goals. Yeah. Nick Foligno has two. Jason Dickinson, six. Hmm. There you go. That's the offense. Jason yeah, well, Dickinson. What's Jason Dickinson's contract situation like? I think eh? he's minimal. Minimum. No, no. Remember, he was a captain from I thought Vancouver. They re-signed him. Or did they resign him? Uh, Jason Dickinson. Now he's two point six this year. Ah, uh, yeah. So which way does he shoot? I'm just spitballing a little bit here, but now he's oh, a left shot. Good. You want a right shot, centerman. So never mind. Um, Sorry, Jason. Anyways, uh, you guys are giving your numbers in the chat. Cody says 100% chance they roll through the rest of this homestand with a win. Bring Cassian home. He's with me down at 40. Derek's at 60. King McTwist, 69. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I mean, the Oilers are playing good. They should have you guys feeling confident. They have me feeling confident right now. So um, that win, I can't like, you're just not in doubt with this team. Like at the beginning, it was against Vegas. Even when they blew that lead, you're kind of scared shitless. You're like, oh, oh yeah, my God, sure. they're going to find a way to lose this game. Now you're not worried. Even against New Jersey, like they cut the lead to 3-1 or whatever it was. And it wasn't like you were like, oh God, if New Jersey gets another one, we're, we're screwed. It's just like, oh, you're going to play fine. Yeah. They, the Devils yesterday, it was so weird. They never mm-hmm. felt like a threat to me at all, which is yeah. 
alarming. Weird because it's Jack Hughes, Luke Hughes, all this talent. I love Jesper Brad. I know he scored, but like, yeah, there's a lot of talent on that New Jersey team. Granted, I I took one look at their blue line and I was like, oh, God, the Oilers better beat this blue line. What did you think of you were at the game? Mm hmm. What do you think of Ekholm getting pissed about the way Jack Hughes is going down so easily? Oh, did you did they show on the broadcast the way McDavid went up to Hughes after? Uh, no, oh, I don't really? think so. So, like, it was an embellishment from Hughes. I I think that was pretty obvious. I think, yeah, oh, I yeah. think it went down a bit easier. Yeah, I think and it was a penalty. So Ekholm obviously didn't like it, and then as Ekholm was going to the box, McDavid kind of skated by Hughes and gave him like a little like eyebrow raise and like head shake, like don't do that. Mm. at least that's like the vibe you got from it like he yeah. he didn't go by and like cross check him he didn't stop and say a bunch to him but mcdavid went out of his way to skate past hughes and give him a little bump and then just kind of like look down at him like cheese interesting the officials yesterday were horrendous not even just like i know the others had two goals disallowed i can't remember what was the second one that was disallowed again it was oh it one. was uh the fact of like the they poked the goalie and whatever i don't really have an issue with the two goals that were disallowed <laughs> But the one where McDavid cross-checked Michael oh, right McLeod the, the board, yeah. no call. Oh, and also some, that Curtis Lazar trip was a terrible call. He didn't touch Cody season. No, he didn't touch him. And he was just like all night. It was just all afternoon. I think that like, interference brutal. one on Siegenthaler was even a bad call on McLeod too. I, mean, I don't fully remember it now, but no, I remember that there was that the one where on the boards when they were kind of coming maybe, through. Maybe I'm thinking of the other one. Uh, the, it was, I mean, oh, the Heischer slash on yeah, He didn't touch him. There was so many bad ones. There was a bunch of terrible calls. It, 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 we and I have, I am never afraid to come on here and blast the officials when they're against no. the Oilers. So I feel like I, I like that you brought that up. We should come out and say they were brutal. They got calls last night. Last oh game. yeah. <laughs> oh, big time. Like they were so so bad. And I bet the power plays were fairly even. But just the the penalties that were called up, that the, the ones that were missed were more penalties than the ones that were. What yeah. did you think of the goals that were disallowed? I mean, the Kane one, like yeah, Kane, Evander Kane. If you skate into the goalie in the blue paint, like it's- I, I think it was incidental contact, but I think it was goalie interference. Yeah, the second one, the quick whistle, the quick whistle, yeah. quick whistle. Like Marino pushed. That's a goal, goalie. Yeah, I, I have a problem with that one. Yeah, that I, was. A I have a bit of a problem. I can see why it was called no goal on the ice, just sort of like. The collision and everything that was going on, but like you should go to the replay and be like, "No, that was Marino that pushed the puck into." Yeah, them. and they scored on themselves. Yeah, and it, that, that one made no sense it. to me. So it should have been like six-one Oilers just yeah, today. and they hit two posts. Yeah, they were they were good yesterday. They were, they were very really very good. good. They have been they get full marks for those wins. Yeah. Uh, Dre is in the mini game was close, but it didn't at one point feel like it was it would be a hard game. Too much good vibes that the Oilers will pull through. <laughs> I'm with you one thousand percent, Dre. That's kind of the whole point of the start of this show. Like I said, you know things are back on track. Whatever I said in the lead, you know, just like we all planned. But like the Oilers looking good this good in December is kind of what I expected, right? Yeah, we yeah, knew a totally. turnaround would happen at some point. It was hard to see in the fog of that terrible, terrible start. But again, like you just look at the fact and go, it's the same team coming back again, more or less. Like they couldn't get a save. They couldn't get a bounce. And now what are you looking at, right? A team that's getting saves, getting bounces. And Connor McDavid is without a doubt the MVP of the league. And it, it's not even that close. Yeah, so. he's, he's been unbelievable. Oh, we should have looked at this. I'll, I'll look at it before we get to our Betway segment. But mm-hmm. Evan Bouchard right now is unbelievable. Dude. Like, man, every time that guy shoots a puck, I think he's going in. He is unstoppable at the moment. He scored on his last three shots on goal. <laughs> he has three shots in the last two games and three goals. That, that is crazy. remarkable. And the way they they showed it, it would have been the wild game, I, I believe. 
It's hard to remember because he's like scored so many, but they they showed where the puck was kind of bouncing around on the power play. And it was got like you could you could track it, it had like a little tail whip on it. Yeah. And then he got to Bouchard and he shot it. And like before your eyes could even get away from Bouchard, the puck was in the net. It was crazy just how like quickly he got that puck off. And like to shoot that hard and be that accurate is like people would argue like, oh, you're not really accurate, you're shooting. It's like, no, like he barely misses the net. Like man. he hits and and when he does miss, he's not missing by much. Yeah. He is on crazy, crazy form right now. But Norris candidate. How can you say no? Like, how can you? Say- uh, I I think one um, narrative, right? Like the narrative is he's bad in his own end. So it's Carlson. I was gonna say if Carlson, Carlson can do it, then right any now, logic applies to Boosh. Yeah, I got it up on that way right now. Yeah, ha- like he's still getting outscored at five on five. Yeah. So that- four thousand right now to win the Norris. He is not even in the top ten. Do you want me to? I'll read out. He'll the- get Norris votes for sure. So I- that's good though. That's good odds. Plus it's good odds he's not winning it, dude. Quinn Hughes or yeah. Kale McCarr are going to win this thing. Okay. But if one of them gets injured, like McCarr did last season, yeah. didn't win. Adam Fox has been injured this season already. I mean, Bouchard could also get it, right? But yeah. So McCarr and Hughes are plus, plus 150. Mm-hmm. Then it's uh, Heisken and Darlene plus 1600. Fox, who's played like 12 games, and McAvoy and Hedman are plus 2200. Dougie Hamilton, who was injured, is and Eric Carlson, a plus 3,500, along with Josh Morrissey and Roman Yossi, and then Evan Bouchard is there. He's, he's not winning the Norse. He should be, wait, those odds are ridiculous. He should though. be a little higher up, but I mean, like, I think he'll be, t- I think he'll Can be Can you bet on top one. three? <laughs> like a finalist, that'd be interesting. Yeah, then you could do that. No, he is, he's just straight up. I think he'll be, I think he's got a shot. I think he's got a real shot. What's Kale McCarra right now? Probably like even money. No, I mean, oh, numbers wise. Uh, he's ahead of Bouchard in points. Very and, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Bouchard, I mean, yeah, he's good. Four straight games where he's been even or outscored the opposition at five on five. It's been one, two, three, four, five straight games where he's even or better in terms of shots for shots against. Like, I mean, there are games he's when he's on the ice, he's out shooting the other team 12 six. I know he gets good minutes and all of that because he plays with McDavid and, and them, mm-hmm. but still, he, he's putting together an incredible run. And again, Yes, he went through a bad stretch where he made some glaring mistakes. Yes. Obvious mistakes. Brutal. (laughs) But you also can't deny, and again, if you want to throw plus minus at me, respectfully, don't. Um, It's (laughs) dumb. He's minus four on the year. You still can't say, like, the power play, man. It, it, It matters. He scored eight goals this season. Those are goals that Tyson Berry doesn't score. I... Plus minus went out the window, not yeah. to bring it back up again when Carlson won the Norris. Yeah. He's sure. like minus 30. Like he did, hey, I'm not even doing the, Yeah. I, I, and I'm not even doing the Norris conversation. I just think in general. Just like, in, yeah. No, I, I agree. It's, it's completely pointless. But yeah. yeah, like he's so good. Like he is, the, he is the, the third best offensive player on this team right now. Threat, I should say. I like this one from Nova. He's still a child, too. He'll get better. <laughs> child. Yes. He, I mean, he he's 24 years old. He's younger than you and I. He is just a mere boy. Yeah. Kale McCall is 25. Get another look at that rocket from Evan Bouchard. Wow, can Hughes only 24 this league? Just a bullet. You're right. Like that thing gets there so fast. Rusty is in. The win streak is crazy on special teams. Oilers are 10 for 23 on the power play, 23 for 24 on the PK. Unreal. Also, I think it might be Rusty's birthday today. No, it was Friday. It was Friday. We missed it on Friday. No, I said happy birthday. Okay, good. I, at least on it was over this show or all this nation, Otani mm-hmm. Nation Radio. 
Okay. Yeah. We got Jeff Merrick coming up in 12 minutes. We're going to keep talking Oilers for a little bit, but we should get to our weekend recap for our friends at Greta. Aaron was out at Greta this weekend, having a good time. What games did you play? I did a little football game. I Love did that. a little bit of the ski ball, Mario Kart. And then I met a couple of guys in the chat who uh, threw down and bought me a couple of beverages. So that was very nice. That was very nice. Shout out you. Shout out to Greta, your pregame and postgame spot when you're downtown. Or if you're not going to the game, hang out, and Greta, hang out at Greta and watch. They got TVs everywhere. It is a great spot to watch Very a nice. game. We're going to be doing some more stuff with them in the new year as well. Your weekend recap. Okay, everybody, I will talk about it. I know Dave made the joke earlier on the chat that I needed a bereavement day for uh, Otani signing with the Dodgers. Friday, Friday was a roller coaster, but I have a take on this. Okay. First off, all the MLB reporters being like, this is good for the game. He couldn't go to a small market. How is Toronto a small market? Yeah. How is having the entire country of Canada behind your product? If you're major league baseball, how is that bad for the league? I don't get it. It's not like the whole narrative that like he was about to sign in like Winnipeg is insane. Toronto's huge. Toronto sells out that building. Having Toronto in the playoffs, I think, is a good thing for the sport. And the the ignorance from some reporters down south is is just it's very annoying to me. Also, Rod Peterson had a take, and other people have had it too, saying, Jay's don't feel bad for Jay's fans. They did this to themselves. No. They got overly excited for no reason. If what happened Friday didn't happen, I I somewhat would have believed you. And I know ultimately Otani played him. He played him to get the extra 100 mil out of the LA Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Sure. If, if that's what you need to do, it's, it's greasy. I don't like it. I fully expect him to be booed when he comes to Toronto. You'll get that. But you did what you did. You got to the place you wanted to. You're a free agent. The dude flew to Dunedin to tour the facility. Again, ultimately, sure, a pawn to get the Dodgers to meet your price. But on Friday, the people who are calling the Jays idiots, the Sportsnet writers who are sitting there going, mm, this is the danger of misinformation and why you can't just believe anybody on Twitter. John Morosi is the lead insider for MLB Network. The MLB social media accounts, the league's social media accounts shared the post saying Otani's on the plane to Toronto. We had a credible insider, John Morosi, saying that he was on his way up. Mm-hmm. How are you not supposed to be excited about that? This wasn't just believing a bunch of randos all over the internet. The guy who covers the team for Dodger Nation, no affiliation to us. They're a reputable source. JP Hornstra has covered that team for a decade. Mm-hmm. He comes out and says, Otani has told the Dodgers he's going north. This wasn't believing random people. This wasn't getting your hopes up for something that had no shot at happening. Daryl Sutter, this is therapy for Tyler. Let it out. It is a little bit. But like, I'm just so annoyed at the people who are going back and be like, oh, Jays fans deserve this. I mean, why would you get your hopes up about this? He was obviously never coming there. The Jays offered him 600 plus million dollars. He was considering it. I I do believe that to some extent. Ultimately, he wanted to go to LA. He's back in LA. But when you sit there as a fan base and have legitimate insiders tweeting stuff out, Ken Rosendahl's writing articles saying the Jays are a legitimate finalist. Yes, you're going to get excited. Yeah. Like, come on, people. Let's be real here. I think it's very unfair to criticize fans about getting excited about the best player in the league yeah. coming to the city. Like, I, I didn't like the situation with Otani. I think he was very unfair to baseball fans, to be honest. And then, but the Dodgers just went again. That's what the Dodgers do. 
$70 million a year. I how thought- the, How the, on God green earth do you pay that man so much money? Like, he, does he even have an elbow? Oh yeah, he can't pitch next year. They're going to be paying him $70 million next season to hit. Crazy stuff. Insane. I, I don't get and, it. And like, he's a great hitter. Yeah, He's yeah, a 40 plus no home run guy. He might lead the majors in home runs. But what makes him great is the duality, right? The fact that he's an ace level pitcher and a middle of the order bat. As a bat alone, he's a thirty million, thirty five million dollar player because he can't, he doesn't field. He's got a DH. I um, I would like to just put this out there, and I know it's yeah. a, a different situation, but when you deal with that much money in sports, it's not good for the sport. Like we see this a lot in. It's it's different because in North America you do franchises. But in, in soccer right now in Europe, in the lower leagues where they don't make maybe make as much money, like the Dodgers aren't gonna suffer from this. But who would be who would you say is a low market team? Can Kansas? Yeah, Kansas City, sure. Yeah, like the money just doesn't balance out. Like Kansas can never compete with that. So you just play on this le- playing field that is not level anymore. And I know it's been like that for a while, but some of the money that these teams are throwing out there is just unfair. Now that's why the cap actually works pretty well in the NHL because you're always going to have that balance of like where you want to yep. pay things. But paying someone seven hundred million is absurd. Did someone put out there last year on day one of free agency for the NHL? It was six hundred ninety-four million combined between every single sign. Well, Tony just got that in one deal across ten years. Is I think it's Crazy. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. If anyone ever has a problem with it, though, I always get a chuckle out of like, "Oh my god, why do these athletes need this much money? No one needs that much money." There's someone who can afford to pay him that. Yeah. That's that's probably the bigger issue. Yeah. There, but um <laughs> the Reds owner is worth four hundred mil from Aiden. Otani just go. got seven hundred. Yeah. I mean, Otani's contract is worth more than the Arizona Coyotes entire franchise. An entire spot in the NHL is worth less than Shohei Otani. I just, you know, this I don't really care how much athletes get paid and yeah. stuff, but you're just saying for the good of the sport. For the good of the game. Yeah. Like like my soccer team was literally four hours away from going out of bankruptcy because they couldn't afford to pay players anymore because they had a corrupt owner. Yeah. Like, this is a different situation, but money is ridiculous in sports. And I just think it needs to be balanced out a little bit more in, in something like baseball, yeah. at least. Jax is in. Personally, I'm happy the Jays didn't waste their money on Otani. Gross. Uh, I would have loved for them to spend $70 million a year on Otani. I would have had Because it's not my money. I don't care what the Jays <laughs> do with it. And there's no cap. Like, in hockey, we get yeah. mad about Connor Brown's bonus, whatever, whatever, whatever. Because the cap affects their ability to be competitive, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's it's different. Shohei Otani, I'm just looking at MLB payrolls, is going to make more money than eight teams next season. Yeah. <laughs> that is nuts. Dude. They they, uh, they had to move guys off the team. Yeah, they'd open up 40. I would not have helped them. I would have been like, I want your... I don't know. Two like actually good players. Yeah. Like All like one good player. Like I'll take Mookie Betts. <laughs> yeah, give me Freddie. But there you go. Yeah. So anyway, so, that's well, a recap. If you if you listen to Weather's Nation Radio, you knew I was all in on this thing. I thought it was happening, and for understandable reasons, right? Yeah. Um, and then it's the Dragons Den guy on the plane. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Uh, elsewhere around our weekend recap, let's go back to hockey for a second. The Department of Player Safety is going to have a very very busy weekend because there was a lot that went down. Can we start? Okay, let's do Peron first. Or we have the Larkin play, I think, right, A.B.? Yeah, yeah I got Larkin here. Uh, so Larkin gets basically knocked out on the ice. Crazy play. David Perron retaliates by going back and cross-checking Artem Zub in the head. Artem Zub had nothing to do with the play. Um, and Perron goes, I, I don't think we actually see the play here. Um, but like Zub, 
Larkin gets knocked out by Matthew Joseph. Two of them actually have a history. Remember really? when Larkin got that one game suspension for the sucker punch? It was on Matthew Joseph. I do not remember. If there's still images of Joseph, and I, I don't think Joseph meant to obviously knock him out. But him and the, I'm saying him and Larkin have a history. Like, yeah, but there's still photos. You can, they, I don't know. I'm not convinced he didn't yeah. mean to punch him in the head. Anyways, Perron cross checks him. He's got an in person hearing, which means he can be suspended five plus games. Good. I don't think it was the worst incident of the weekend. <laughs> it was. And then yesterday happened. Well, I, and I don't think Strom was either. No, no, I'm not talking about. Okay, Strom. you're talking to Branson, right? So good. Branson gets hit from behind by Nick Cousins. Yeah, we'll do the hit first. Okay, hit first. Let's watch the hit. He gets hit from behind, and then we'll let it re re loop here for those of you watching the feed on YouTube. Um, and Gabranson goes down, and Frank made the joke like the Undertaker gets up and goes after Cousins. Doesn't get a lick in because the official kind of jumps in, like whatever. And then, and here's hit. the hit. It, it's a bad hit. I, I, the league needs to crack down on this stuff. That I should hate be suspendable. It. That's how guys break their necks. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I hate that the league doesn't take a harder stance on this. I know Gregor's done this rant a bunch, but like, it's going to take. And I'm now convinced because it's been years of hits like this going unpunished by the league and the Department of Player Safety. Someone's going to have to break their neck before the league takes this seriously. Do you remember? To bring into Edmonton when Taylor Fadoon like cracked his was it tibia for like, whatever. Yeah, and Curtis like, Foster was the same thing. And then eventually they're like, oh, we should probably get away from this icing. Like it's going to take someone breaking their neck, it feels like, for the league to be like, oh, God damn, these hits are kind of dangerous. Yeah. We gotta do something about this. <laughs> Anyways, and then the, the the thing that drives me nuts, and this is why I'm gonna explain why I think it's worse than Perron, even though he's not getting an in-person hearing. Is this not premeditated? Him going after cousins like this? I mean. Out of like, yeah, you already- again, I, I, I he searches the guy out and then starts the lawnmower on him. That's brutal, dude. That's so bad. I, I feel yeah. like he should get five games for that. You can't go out of your way premeditated and jump the dude. <laughs> I think that's crazy. Did you see the comment that Greg left in the YouTube chat? No, hey, if you can scroll back up and find it, Greg Slowski. There you go. Where's Greg? Uh, the- that one, the pink one right there. I can't read. Oh, there he is. Branson single-handedly won my fantasy. We <laughs> Good for you, Greg. I also think Pims are the dumbest fantasy they, hockey they category are. ever. But yeah, that is for, for Branson to do that is is crazy. I did get a little chuckle out. It was Matthew Kachuk trying to drag him off the pile because yeah. he's like former teammates, right? But do you, uh, how do you stop this? From happening, do you just let them fight? Like, should the linesman have not jumped in when Gabranson originally got up, just so so he could take care of business then? Or do you give? Or do you actually like? What did Cousins get on that play? I don't even know. Because he should have got a five and probably a game of yeah. I think so. Yeah, I I know. Yeah, we got to get to it. We got to get to our guest here. Um, funny Oilers joke from who was it? Joey, who says good Branson is the same therapist as Petrangelo. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. All right, uh, we have a great guest on the mm-hmm. Star Mechanical guest line, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. You can find out more at starmechanical.ca. Is your house too cold? Is it? Is it? Are you good? It was in the week. You know, Star Mechanical will take care of you. Plumbing and heating, that's what they do best. Um, breaking big hockey stories and having one of the most successful podcasts in mm. the sports world. That's what Jeff Merrick does best. And he joins wow. us. Oh, welcome in, Jeff. Uh, you read that just as I wrote it. Well done, Tyler. Thank you. Yeah, the execution, 100%. Uh, you, we're going to start with like an icebreaker question. And before okay, we get sure. into the hockey stuff, okay. uh, you're a bit of a hockey historian. Mm. Hypothetical. I have a time okay. machine for you. You can use it once. You can either go watch a game 100 years in the past, or you can jump forward and watch an NHL game 100 years from now. Which one do you pick? The future or the past? Uh, I want to go past because I like being surprised. So I don't want to know. Like I'm one of these people that doesn't want to know what's going to happen in the future and doesn't really think about it a lot because, and maybe this is just the byproduct of getting older, but I like surprises. I liked them when I was a kid and I like them even as I get older now. But so I don't know what's going to happen in the future because I really do like surprises, but I am really curious about going back to the past. There's like, like I'll even drill it down for you even, even, even more. Um, I, I know the exact game that I want to watch okay. and there's two of them. And it's the World Championships in 1969. It is Czechoslovakia versus the Soviet Union. And this is after the Prague Spring. And this is the most, I think, the most heated, two most heated hockey games ever. Because let's not forget, this is after the Soviet Union has crushed the Prague Springs is why Yarmur Yager wore number 68, right? His grandfather perished as well. And that's when the tanks marched into the cobblestone streets. And this was all about, you know, we, we hear so much about metaphors in hockey and metaphors in sports. Well, they're just metaphors. But everything, those Czechoslovakian players, including players like, you know, uh, Bobby Holik's father, uh, Vaslav Nedomansky, Yuri Holchik, all these types of guys, like everything they said they wanted to do to the Soviets, they did. Like that's what that's what they exactly what they meant. Like it was win these games or perish. It was win or die for these players. To me, it was the hottest hockey games ever played. It happened in Stockholm, 1969, World Championships, and Czechoslovakia won twice. And those to me were probably the most emotionally charged hockey games ever played. And I know that covers a lot of territory, but how about that, Tyler? I'll drill down specifically to the game that I want to, to two games that I want to go and watch. Those videos are on YouTube, by the way, of those games. Like they are hot games, like chirping, like standing over a net miner and beaking them, pushing the net off the moorings. Like these games were, these games were intense. 
Damn, that's a hell of an answer. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, send shelf. me back to a game in like the 40s so I could have a cigarette. But that shows you the difference <laughs> intellectually. Uh, <laughs> the Edmonton Oilers, speaking of smoking, they are smoking hot right now, Jeff. Seven in oh, a row. nice. Around. Our YouTube yeah. chat's fired up. They're feeling good. Did you see this turnaround coming this quickly for the Oilers when they were really down in the shits? You know, we all wondered what would happen when Connor McDavid was going to get healthy. And we all wondered when Matias Ekholm was going to get healthy. Did we did we think that, you know, us geniuses, did we all think that it was going to happen this suddenly and it was going to be so overwhelming? Like, the, the, the Oilers are mowing in the teams like hogs into truffles. Like, it's not a matter of are they going to win? It's how much are they going to win by? Like, and, and you really see, like, if there's, if there's any doubt about Connor McDavid's position in hockey and how head and shoulders he is above everybody else. Like, I've, I've said this before about McDavid. Um, I used to say this when he played in, in junior in Erie. It's like Mc, every time McDavid's out there, he's saying to the rest of the world, this is how we play hockey on the planet that I come from. <laughs> we'll just let you people here just sort of catch up. But if there's any, if there's any doubt, like who the most valuable player in this league is to his team, like it's stop the fights, like the, 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 the fights over what McDavid has, has done here, you know, has, has been remarkable. All he had to do was get healthy. Now here's a question I'll throw it to you guys. Do you believe the Jersey tuck conspiracy theory? I don't even know what that what is, is. So I'd like you to explain it to me. Okay. I'm glad we got here. Okay, so while Connor McDavid was injured, all of a sudden we saw Connor McDavid not tucking his jersey. The jersey was out. So the theory was that perhaps he was wearing some protection under the jersey to protect his injury. And all of a sudden, as Connor McDavid got healthy and started to attach a rocket to his back, the jersey was tucked again and the injury was over. Elliot and I have talked about this a couple of different times. Do you believe in the Jersey tuck conspiracy that it was untucked because he had padding to protect the injury? I do believe that. I didn't know about it. <laughs> I totally believe that. We should, be paying, we should be paying closer attention to the team we cover as well. I'm a good conspiracy theory. Me though. too. I'm in on yeah. that. I mean, we had Frank on the show last week, and he said there's people around the organization, around McDavid, who's, who think he was as low as 50% mm -hmm. at some time. So, I mean, it would make yeah. sense if he was wearing some sort of protective gear. I also was someone who thought they should have let him play in the Heritage Classic. Just, you know, sure, he really wants to. And they probably should have just sat him down again after that. But you mentioned, Jeff, like undeniably the MVP or however you worded it. I think he's undeniably the MVP because there is there any better case than when he was not at 100 percent and wasn't producing the team stunk. And then he got healthy and started producing. And now they won seven games in a row. Like that's the clearest cut MVP case ever. Personally, I would have said before the Heritage Classic, I would have sent him to Lourdes to bathe in holy water. <laughs> uh, to heal himself up perfectly, you know, I don't know, get, get blessed somehow with holy water and then send him back to, uh, to the heritage classic. But no, you're right. Like it's, it's night and day. And, but the thing is like, and when, when Connor goes, like everybody comes along, we always talk about, Oh, he drags him into the fight. Like that's the cliche or oh, drags him into the fight, drags him into the fight. Connor McDavid goes, you know how, like when there's a, there's a bullet, there's that vacuum that exists right behind the bullet. Like that's how Connor drags everybody. Like so many of these players on this Oilers team are that vacuum right behind the bullet. Everyone just sort of comes along for the ride. And that to me is like, 
I don't know, like one of the marks of greatness. Like here we are, like, I always feel weird. Like, honestly, guys, like when I, when I talk about Connor McDavid, I always feel like I'm one step away from saying, and he invented oxygen. So I always got to try to like catch myself, right? Start going on about Connor McDavid. Yeah. That's, that's something I always hammer on the show on the pods mm. is like to Oilers fans. It's year, whatever we're in now, eight, nine. It, it, sometimes you get a little numb to it. It's like, guy, oh, Connor doing Connor stuff. Like even that goal he scored, against the wild is just like an insane display does. of the edge work, the vision, everything he does. Don't take it for granted because yeah. this is a once in a generation doesn't even really sum it up. Like the stuff he does with so much consistency is just yeah. remarkable. You know what? That That's a really good point. Um, uh, in one of the interviews that uh, Elliot and I did with Jay Woodcroft, this would have been, I think it was last year's. And we asked about that. Like the, the idea that like you're seeing this game in and game out, like at a certain point, you sort of take things for granted. And Woodcraft brought up a great point. He said, look, we have to we have to always remember here. Don't become numb to this. Don't become numb to what you're seeing and just expect. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys are pro wrestling fans, but the first main event match that I ever saw as a kid would have been, I don't know, 1982. And the main event was Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat. I went with my dad. It was at Maple Leaf Gardens. And I remember it was a great match. I remember leaving and going like, wow, this must be what all wrestling's like. Not realizing I had probably seen the best match or the best two, you know, it's arguable, but two of the two of the the, the best athletes in professional wrestling at the, the height of their of their powers and their greatness competing in front of me. Now, I thought that all wrestling must be like this. Like if I always think about this. If I'm a young Edmonton Oilers fan growing up right now and I see Connor McDavid, I'm thinking that all of hockey is awesome and all of hockey is like this because I don't have context yet. So I'm just growing up like I grew up in Toronto watching Daryl Sittler and watching Buffalo Sabres games and seeing the French connection. That's what I thought hockey was like. If I'm a young Oilers fan right now, I am probably numb to it and just think that like, oh, yeah, like that's just Connor McDavid. Like this is how hockey is played. but. I think Woodcroft is bang on. Don't be numb to this. Like you're seeing something really, really special here on a consistent game in game out basis. My formative hockey years were during the decade of darkness. Well, both of us, because we're basically the same age. So you can imagine when the Oilers start terribly, I'm kind of like, ah, this feels, feels like we're right back at home here. There's a comfort (laughs) in the Oilers. I got a question about the the new coach and stuff for you, Jeff. Like, sure. All coffee is now on this team and coming in, everyone was unsure, right? Cause he's literally, yeah. Daryl case is a system. Yeah. More or less. Like that's and, what it felt like. And now he's just, he has changed this entire blue line. I guess, are you surprised at where this blue line is at right now with, with coffee? Or do you think we should have given him more appreciation for who he actually is? Yeah. It's a good question. You know, the, the one thing that I wondered about with Paul coffee, honestly, and this has kind of been historically. This is a thing in the NHL. I mean, Wayne Gretzky didn't last very long behind the bench with the Coyotes. Uh, Rocket Richard lasted, I think, it was two games with Quebec when he got behind the bench. Like the greatest players do not make the greatest coaches mm. because the greatest players just assume that everyone that they're coaching can do the things that they did automatically. Now, great coaching is a matter of you know being able to transmit information from your brain to their feet or to their hands. And I always wondered that about coffee um, behind the bench here. You know, he was such a sublime player, like one of the greatest defensemen to ever play the game. 
what a sublime skater. His instincts are were better than just about anybody else that he played with um, uh, when he was in the in the NHL, regardless of whatever team he was on. Um, great players don't make great coaches. My concern, and we'll see how this plays out over the course of the season. First of all, his instincts are offensive. So right away, it's the jump or the cheat or whatever, because that's what made Paul Coffey successful. Does he have that style of defenseman on this team who can be successful playing that same style? I, I still don't think we have enough runway here. But the only thing that I wondered about was, would someone who was as great as Coffey was a defenseman be able to transmit that information or be an effective coach? Because the history of hockey says no. Like the greatest players do not make the greatest coaches. They they just flat out don't. So uh, I, I'm not going to pass judgment yet on Coffey and, and how he's handled the blue line to say I can't pass judgment on Knobloch here and, and how he's handled the Oilers. Um, I don't think we've we've seen enough runway. But then again, like I'm one of the people that still says that you know I don't think that Woodcroft should have been fired until Connor until we saw like a healthy Connor McDavid. So. I don't know. I'm I'm not willing to to pass judgment on any of it yet. Those, but that was that was the one question that I have and had, and I suppose still have about Paul Coffey behind the bench. Great player, but great players don't always make great coaches. Quite the opposite, as a matter of fact. On that note about the great players not being great coaches, I know Low Tide always told this great story. I think it was Ted Williams when he went to go be a coach with like the Red Sox or whatever, whoever it was, and yeah. the, a player couldn't hit the curveball right, and yeah. he just goes. Well, just watch the seams. You can see the seams. <laughs> you can't see the seams. What are you talking about? And like, that's why we joke. Like, what's Paul Coffey going to do? Tell Cody Cece to skate faster? Like, he can't. Like, that's who Cody Cece is. Um, yeah. But it's interesting to kind of see, like you mentioned Wayne Gretzky, Maurice Richard. But there has been this kind of, not a rush, but it's happened a few times now. We're like, Marty St. Louis jumped right into the NHL and has been good. Rod Brindamore kind of just jumped right into the NHL and was yep. good. Maybe it's something about the way players now are coached at almost a professional level from when they're 11 or 12, sometimes even earlier. But like these guys are coming in now and just being motivators. And, and that seems to be working. Like these former players are making the jump at a level that they never really did before. Yeah. It, it is interesting too, because, and I think we're always, you know, skeptical of those coaches like, well, hang on a second here. You didn't spend, you know, uh, three years in Norfolk and then two years in, in Wilkes-Barre. And uh, I don't, I don't see you on any Hershey bears uh, uh, game, game sheet here. Like what, what's going on? How are you going to coach in the, in the national hockey league? I think what it sort of winks at really more than anything else, guys, is there's no like one specific way or one specific person. Um, uh, there's not one specific way to get to the NHL. Uh, do some have doors open for them? Yeah, of course, just based on who they are. Um, do others have to, you know, bang it out in the minors for a long time and, and wait their time? Like, look, look at how long it took Bruce Boudreaux to get to the NHL. And then it took, you know, the Washington Capitals finally grew frustrated at Glenn Hanlon and they didn't want to hire another coach. And they already had Bruce Boudreaux under contract in Hershey. And next thing you know, Gabby's up there and they're winning hockey games. And now everyone's saying, well, we don't have to pay coaches. We can just get our American hockey league guy to do this. And that opened the door for the Dan Bilesma and everybody else of the, of the NHL. And, and it, it very much became a trend. Um, much like there's not one way to win the Stanley Cup, much like there's not one way to win a hockey game. I don't think that there's one way to get to the NHL. And I think, you know, historically, it doesn't play well for the superstars to go behind the bench. But the two examples that you brought up are are exceptional. Like the And the interesting thing about Brindamore is like, it's funny, I was thinking about him on the weekend. I'm, I'm glad you brought him up. 
Edmonton stumbles out of the gate. It costs Jay Woodcroft his job. Minnesota stumbles out of the gate. It costs Dean Evison his job. Carolina's in a bad way right now. Like there's closed door meetings with the players. We've seen Rod Brindamore rip the team to Darren Pang on the bench. We're going to lose 50 to nothing. <laughs> We've seen him, you know, talk about how, you know, there's not enough guys that are working hard and pulling their way. Like he's gone to that well here. Normally in a situation like this, we'd be saying, uh, maybe the guys have tuned Brindamore out. But do you get the feeling for one second that anyone in Carolina is talking about the coach here? Not no. at all. No. Not, not a chance. Um, they're talking about the goaltending and needing another scorer. And all of a sudden, that's on Don Waddell's Christmas list for Santa now. <laughs> but not for a second. Are they talking about, well, you know what? Maybe they've tuned out Rod the Bod. It's not even a, not even a question. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I had the take last week too, and I know we debated this. I said, the Oilers over this stretch are not showing us anything they've never shown us before. This is basically looking like the same Oilers team that dominated down the stretch last year. McDavid scoring, they're getting saves, and their special teams is absolutely on fire. They, I stand by, they could have done this under Jay Woodcroft. We've seen them look like a cup contender under Jay Woodcroft. It's not with you. magically doing it. It's now with a coach who I think is pretty similar to Jay Woodcroft, all things considered. So um, I stand by that. My last one for you, we'll wrap up with another Oilers question. Um, sure. I'm kind of stealing this from you. It came from us in our show prep of what the Oilers need to do still. Oh, yeah. um, this team looks good. It looks like you mentioned many ways to win a Stanley Cup. Teams will do it yep. with goaltending. Teams will do it sometimes with just what seems like sheer luck over the course of a playoff run. How close is this Oilers team? Do you think they need to add anything before the end of the season? Is there one area that you go, they're clearly not good enough there? I would still look at goaltending. I still, I, I still would. I would still look at goaltending, and I would still look at at least one more defenseman. Like here's the thing. Like I said, like like there isn't just one way to win the Stanley Cup, but it seems as if, and whether you look at Vegas Golden Knights or the Avalanche or the Tampa Bay Lightning, like look at all the recent St. Louis Blues are a good example as well. It seems as if you have to have one of two things. You can either have great goaltending or a great blue line. It doesn't seem like you have to have both, but you have to have one or the other. Like, all due respect to Aiden Hill. Last year, defensively, that was about that back end and those pterodactyls that Vegas had. And they had the same thing with the the, the St. Louis Blues. Um, with the Tampa Bay Lightning, they had the luxury of kind of having both. Like, they had Andre Vasilevsky and a murderer's row of blue liners. Right. But it seems as if if you're going to be successful, you need to have one or the other. Like, I think Edmonton is fine up front. I really do. Like, you can quibble about the bottom six. I get, I get it. Um, but if I'm Ken Holland, I'm still looking in net and I'm still looking for one more defenseman. 2024 Dwayne Rollison. Am I right, Liam? Uh, all right, Jeff. It's <laughs> a long time. Hang 20. on. Hang on. I, I miss Dwayne Rollison. You know why I miss Dwayne Rollison? I miss Dwayne Rollison because I love goaltenders that defend their crease physically. I have all day for Dwayne Rollison. I wish there were more goalies that were like that now. Like, I understand, like, a lot of goalies, they try to draw a penalty and flop and all that. Rollison was right there. Fighting for every piece of ice. I have all day for Dwayne Rollison. Thank you for bringing up his name because it always makes me smile too. This I like was, Dwayne Rollison. This was a great conversation. This yeah. was so much fun. <laughs> Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. No problem. Anytime.
So yeah, there you go. Star mechanical guest line, Hall of Fame kind of chat. That yes. was great. Jeff was a lot of fun. Uh, the Jeff Merrick Show, Thirty Two Thoughts. You guys all know him in the chat because you were you were lighting it up. Um, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed Jeff. Yeah, that was awesome. He, uh, I loved his answer to our first question. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting something so specific. But we got a history some, lesson. There was something I wanted to bring up that I didn't want to. I didn't want to extend the conversation a bit too much with mm, nonsense, yeah. I guess. But when Jeff, we specialize in nonsense. Yes, yes. When Jeff and you were talking, well, the three of us, I suppose, I was there too. Yeah, you were there. We were talking about McDavid and how special he is, and being mm. able to watch him. I remember I had this moment once at a live sporting event, and I'll never forget it. From that point on, I've kind of appreciated the sport athletes that play mm. in front of me. I went to a game that was Bolton Wanderers versus Manchester United. I went live. And for Manchester United, it was like Cristiano Ronaldo, Wayne Rooney, Paul Scholes, Ryan Gitt, like absolute legends. And that was the first moment I ever sat at a sports game and thought, oh, shit, <laughs> like these are these are greats of the game. So, yeah, if you're going to annoy this game, like even when you watch in New Jersey last night, we spoke about Jack Hughes diving around, but like he's going to be one of the greats. So it's like when you go actually appreciate these guys that are playing in front of you, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, people were talking in there. Yeah, you have to get Jeff back more, 100%. I mean, we would love to have him on more. Um, I like the people who were sharp enough to make the connection earlier on. I want to find him here. Um, basically, uh, here we go. Mike D is Merrick appearance thanks to Almo's Rolodex. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Cody Anderson is Almo part of the nation now. Very easy to connect those two dots of uh, Almo joining and then just, we, we managed to get Jeff Merrick on the it's show. It's very easy to text yeah. Almo and say, hey, Almo, Liam here. Can we get Jeff Merrick? Can, Can we, we have Friedman next? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll text him. Uh, Jax, trade Tyler and Liam for Merrick. Jax, we were trying to find love for you. Yeah, what, show, what do you so. want from us, Jax? We got the Tom uh, special coming to Max for you, buddy. Also, that's a terrible trade proposal. <laughs> Gets thrown out the window immediately. They would, we would need to throw in picks. <laughs> laughed, laughed out. <laughs> laughed out of the building. Um, all right, let's continue along with the program today. Hey, we didn't give our Alberta Blue Cross moment of the weekend. Uh, so we, or moment of the game, I suppose. But there's two games. So we'll do like moment of the weekend. Alberta Blue Cross and their travel insurance. You better believe they got you covered. Head to ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more info. Do you want to come to Arizona with us? Yes. You can nationgear.ca. Sick. I'll be there. You will be there. Aaron will be there. I'll be there. be there. We hope you can join us. 1999, they get you your flights. And it's a busy flight weekend as well. Family day, long weekend, hotel, hockey. We are at the Mullet Arena to watch Edmonton versus Arizona. Or if you're like, you know what? I want to go for longer. Or maybe I'm already down in the area. Or yeah. maybe I'm not flying from Edmonton. We have the flightless package as well. Just your hotel and your hockey for just $9.99. Tickets to the game are not cheap down at the Mullet Arena. Also, too, it's the long weekend. So mm-hmm. prices are going to be a little bit up. So this is actually quite value, yeah. quite good value for you. Uh, all right. Moment of the game. What do you got? Oh, my moment in the game is uh, Calvin Pickett's save in the third period versus the New Jersey uh, Devils. I mean, yeah. For me, that was... That was, I want to call it a turning point because the others were up, but it was definitely a bit of a momentum booster, right? Like, they score with that, then that's 3 2. It's still like three minutes left. Goes the other way. The others get to go and score on the empty net. So, Calvin Pickett, and also shout out to the uh, next, yesterday was obviously the next gen game. Uh, the little girl who did the interview with him said, like, we won seven in a row. It's <laughs> like, so we sure have. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, yeah, great stuff on the next gen night for the Oilers. There was even Mini Hunter. Yes, that yeah. was cool. They did a um, intermission chat with him, which means some of Gene's best hosting I've ever unbelievable. seen. Unbelievable. Also, that means Hunter. I mean, he must have a wife or something. There must be. Gotta get to the bottom of this. <laughs> get him on the show. 
get them on the show. <laughs> Hunter finds love. I, I, Max I, finds love. My moment was just going to be Pickard in general. If yeah. that start yesterday, that was ballsy as hell from Knob. If that goes yeah, poorly, was, if that was. goes poorly, they're making a panic trade today. Doesn't that show the level of trust and how tight the room must be at the moment? Doesn't it also just show how jaded or how hurt we are that we're like, oh my god, we're starting the backup? <laughs> Might be a seven-six game. I hit. I bet the over. I know I did. I, I put more money I on the over. About it. Yeah. It, that's just what a competent goalie can do. Just make the saves he's supposed to. He made a couple of nice pad stops and all that, but like didn't have to face anything too, too crazy. And boom, you get that. A 963 from a dude who was in the American League. He's been good. He's been good. Like he's, what's he played now? Two and a half games, I guess yep. you could say. Solid he's stuff. Been solid. Like mm-hmm. I, the others obviously can't run this. Well, they could, but run the season with Pickett, especially if you would like you play him again. He puts in a, uh, another mm-hmm. good game. Like, to me, it shows that you can run Skinner for a long length and then be like, you know what, Cal, we're going to put you in for this one. Yeah. Play Skinner for four more, play you again. Like, spot time here. Now, if he's going to come in and give you, I'm not expecting a 963 every time. If he can give you anything above a 900, right around yeah. there, like 890, I'll take it. I, do you know what? Throw the numbers out the window, give you a chance to win the hockey game, yep. which he's done in three games. How can you not trust this guy? I just, I like him. He, he's done a great job. Yeah, I have one other moment okay. of the weekend. I watched the movie Star Trek, like the first, like the one with Chris Pine and stuff. The first one of that, series? yeah, amazing movie. Yep, dude, keep just, going. Yeah, I know I got to keep going, but it was just a, a great piece of cinema. Just stuff. <laughs> yeah, ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Crazy stuff. Man. My moment of the weekend is without a doubt Connor Brown scoring oh, the goal no. and getting the moment of all the hugs, all the love. Just to get it ripped right back out of you. And so we will get that moment again. Be on the lookout. There will come. But uh, yeah, that was pretty electric for me. Good stuff. Alberta Blue Cross. If you want to come to Arizona with us, you can. Nationgear.ca. Maybe you don't want to go to Arizona, though. Maybe you don't like the heat. Maybe you like the cold. Jasper in January. Paramount JPL. A hockey tournament on the lake. We are once again teaming up with our friends at Tourism Jasper and CHE Hockey. And we're going to have a pond hockey tournament out of the Fairmont JPL. It's a hell of a weekend. Barn burner sending a team. We're sending an Oilers Nation team. There's an Oilers or an Edmonton Calgary game on Saturday night as well that we're going to be doing a watch party for. It's great. Tourism Jasper puts on such a good event. They are such good people. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. It's one of my favorite weekends of the year. Even though last year I ended up looking like this. Oh, wait. Give me a moment. Oh, give me a moment. This is your photo. Uh, we got the photo. Um, I got the videos. It's a little bit hard. A little bit hard to see. I'm covered in blood. Um, you look at his jersey. Yeah, if you look at my jersey, it's the most obvious thing. I was leaking hard, and there was a pass from Jay that ended up getting me clipped in the face. Um, I was mic'd up for it. Do we have it? Yeah, yeah let's play it. Let's play the clip. I think. Ooh. Yeah, I'm good. You good? Did it get me good? Oh, it did eh? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not intense. It's good. Uh, I need a towel. I'm good. I'm good. I just want to cover. Oh. Yeah. That's my favorite part. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I probably should have got I probably should have gotten it stitched up. I just. Whatever. That's we a were, real hockey player on your mm-hmm. screen right there, people. Just, you know, I was distracted in the video by the view. 
the view is unbelievable, is it not? Like, I, like oh. skating. You know, if you, I'm sure most people have skated on that lake at the JPL before. It is it's the best. Yeah, oh, look, look at that. At that that room with a unbelievable. So cool. Uh, you guys should come. Chehockey.com is where you can find out more info about the tournament. Tourism Jasper puts it on. Great stuff. Uh, let's get to the menu for tonight. It's delivered by DoorDash for a limited time. Our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. Download the DoorDash app. Enter the promo code NATION25. Four games slate in the national this evening. Uh, none of these games really stand out all that well to me. Um, what do we got here? What did you call it? The national. Naples <laughs> re- Islanders JT. Ah, uh, John Tavares. Points away from getting a thousand. Oh, apparently. Uh, Sabres Coyotes. Actually, I might watch that one. I'm gonna watch the two football games on tonight. Hell yeah! So it's it's double Monday Night Football as yeah. a part of your menu tonight on the Sporting Landscape as well. And they're reason. doing like a Manning cast that's gonna be like Red Zone style too, where they flip oh, really? between the games. Yeah. So Packers Giants should be the Packers win there. They're playing good football. I don't know. I got a weird feeling about the Giants tonight. I mean, Packers or Jordan Love's good. But they lost you here, Alexander, for the game, too. Mm. I don't know. It just seems like you get these callbacks. And I think Jordan Love has been good. He absolutely dominated yeah. the Lions. But like sometimes you get these callbacks, like, good, good, good. And then you just fall off a cliff in the games, you think. I yeah. think this might be the game. But it's Tommy DeVito. But it's Tommy DeVito. <laughs> exactly. Like, Tommy DeVito's been good. Last couple of games, he's been all right. Aaron Jones is questionable. So the Packers, if we're moving along to our Betway bets, Packers are six-point favorites. The total is set at 36 and a half. The Dolphins are 13 and a half point favorites against the Titans. That's a high number. 36 and a half is a, sp- is a total for Packers or Giants. Oh, I'm hitting that. Over? Oh, yeah. Like, this could go either way. This is either going to be a game where the, the Packers get nothing going, which it won't help my bet, or a game where the, the Packers just absolutely dominate the Giants. Mm. Like, they could put up 35 on their own. Yeah, I'm, I like yeah. the over. I kind of like the over in each game. The Dolphins could put up 40 on the Titans, bro. But 13 points, that's too many points. 14 too many points. 14 Way now. too many. Yeah, that's too many I, points. Um, I, in my fantasy football league, we're coming down to the wire, folks. And I'm playing my dad this week. A lot of stress tonight. And I have Derek Henry and what's his name? A-Chain. A- oh, yeah, Devon A-Chain. I need like 40 points. But he also has AJ Dillon, so it's, it's going to be a tight one. Tight one. Uh, just quickly, the reason I'm backing that over, because I think the Dolphins could score 40 points. They Titans gave up 31 to the Colts. They gave up 34 to the Jags, 20 to the Bucks, 20 to the Steelers, 23 to the Falcons. Like Those are bad offenses. That they're was, giving up 20 points to. Miami was doing that, sorry? No, Titans were giving up that kind of points. So I think the Titans are going to have a tough time keeping Miami off the board. And the so thing they can is, score on every drive. The thing is, too, like it might get to a point where Miami just puts up like 30 on their own. Yeah. And then the Titans just get a bunch of like garbage time. Yep, for it. Totally. All right. There you go. So I'm rolling with the over in that second game. You're rolling with the over in the first game. Uh, at the same time, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I you know what I mean. I'm also going to manifest touchdowns from Henry and a chain because I need it. All right. Best <laughs> of luck, Liam. Shout out to Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. We uh, did our weekend recap for Greta. Sherwood Ford giant question. Alberta Blue Cross moment of the game. Jeff Merrick. That was top notch. That was just great insight. And we didn't even like I wrote down my prep for that interview was that first question. And then I wrote the Oilers. Hello. And that's yeah. all I had because I knew we could just wind up Jeff and let him go. He was sensational. Yeah, uh, I had my one question, which was good. Yep. Um, 
tomorrow I might have two. We're lucky. Are we, we going to announce? We haven't even. He's got to text me back. I don't. I don't want to. We've got in trouble yeah, promoting let's not guests. Do that again. We we keep doing that. We're like we got a guest tomorrow, and then they bail on us, and it's like, oh my god. I think we'll we'll have a guest tomorrow. Well, nothing. We definitely do you like my new shoes? Can't see them. Yeah, they look cool. Are those cool? They're like oh, Christmas trees. Cool. I'm like high enough. I've had some Achilles issues recently. That's a strat. A little bit more in my car. Gotta get one of those foam rollers. I did, I got one. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, I'm just gotta forgot to use it yesterday when I bought it. But all right. I also always love actually this weekend. You ever seen that one? Nope. Oh, he's a good Christmas flick. I you. have seen that one. It's, it's a beautiful good. movie. The cast is nuts. Yeah, it is. Colin Firth, Big Liam. Weekend for Liam. Yeah, it was great. You had a great weekend. It sounds like it was a great weekend. On Saturday, I had nothing to do. I laid in my bed watching TikTok till like noon. On on Saturday, I was at the River Cree. Scouting hockey. And yeah, and Gambling. I said it the other day. So I forgot to say this too. Um, Adam Nugent Hopkins is one of the coaches. Right. Who is Ryan Nugent brother Hopkins' of Ryan. brother. You may remember him from his famous interview last mm-hmm. year. And uh, Jerome McKinley is a coach of one of the teams that I was watching at Ring Colonna. And he's just so funny. He's so into the game, like yelling at refs and stuff like that. And this one ref teed him up. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> it was so funny. Ryan would never. No, Jerome McGinley. Oh, Jerome McGinley. Yeah, <laughs> Jerome McGinley. Oh, wow. Uh, Ryan That's also crazy. got teed. Uh, Adam also got teed up, but he had the right to be. They disallowed a goal because the net was off. No way the net was off. The puck was in before the net was Yeah, Just funny. Funny seeing these coaches. Yeah. All right. Uh, Duke says Love Actually is a go-to Christmas movie. We also yeah. went well over our time limit today, so we should probably wrap this up. Tomorrow, Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day edition of the show. Jay's here. Maybe another guest as well. We're going to really razz Jay about Evan Bouchard, too. Yeah. Really give him the gears. Yeah. Um, so giddy up and uh, yeah thanks for tuning in Finning Cat YouTube chat you guys were excellent Sports Closet Studio held up just fine today happy Monday everybody we'll chat again tomorrow thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day hit the subscribe button to never miss a show and for more visit OilersNation.com hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.